Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Night Light. Step away from the mainstream and gather around as we enlighten the world and our realities and travel this cosmic journey we call life. Join us as we share with you and provide that beacon that can guide us all to a better way. Explore with us as we examine a metaphysical montage of spiritual insights covering everything from the mundane to the magical, UFOs to unicorns, and everything in between. This is a time of awakening, of sharing and evolving, of spreading our wings and soaring on the cosmic breath of creation. Come and join with other light-minded spirits as we weave our lights together to seek understanding, enlightenment, and with a little luck, some wisdom. This is Nightlight, a reminder that you are never alone. to Nightlight. So glad you could join me tonight. It's going to be an interesting one for sure. We have Carl Kalaman with us and he's written a fascinating book called The Global Mind and the Rise of Civilization, The Quantum Evolution of Consciousness. Um, comes in from a, a, a sort of a different direction but a fascinating one nonetheless and it, it kind of expands upon our understanding of who we are, why we are, and how we are. In each culture, the origins of civilization can be tied to the arising of one concept in the human mind, and that's straight lines. Straight, <clears throat> straight and perpendicular lines are not found in nature, so where did they come from? What shift in consciousness occurred around the globe that triggered the start of rectangular building methods and linear organization, as well as written language, pyramid construction, mathematics, and art. He offers a detailed answer to this question and explores the quantum evolution of the global mind and its holographic resonance with the human mind. He examines how our brains are not thinking machines, but individual receivers of consciousness from the global mind, which creates holographic downloads to adjust human consciousness to new cosmological circumstances. He explains how the Mayan calendar provides a blueprint for these downloads throughout history and how the global mind, rather than the individual, has the power to make civilizations rise and fall. He shows how, at the beginning of the Mayan sixth wave long count in 3115 BCE, the global mind gave human beings the capacity to, con to com com excuse me, conceptualize spatial relations in terms of straight and perpendicular lines. 
initiating the building of pyramids and megaliths around the world and leading to the rise of modern civilization. He examines the symbolism within the Great Pyramid of Giza and the Pyramid at Chichen Itza and looks at the differences between humans of the sixth wave in ancient Egypt, Sumer, and South America and Asia and the cave painters in the fifth wave. He reveals how the global mind is always connected to the inner core of the earth and discusses how the two halves of the brain parallel the civilizations of the East and the West. Outline the historical, psychological, geographical, and neurological roots of the modern human mind. He shows how studying early civilizations offers a means of understanding the evolution of consciousness. It's, it's really quite a journey and very fascinating, and I'm so glad uh, that I can welcome him to the show tonight. Carl, thank you very much for being with us. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Well, it's, it's really it's a pleasure. I thoroughly enjoyed your book, and, and I think that you come from uh, concepts that a lot of my listeners haven't considered before, but I think are very, very mm-hmm. um, reasonable concepts to come from. Um, mm-hmm. And, and you, you speak of the global mind, and, and I think that's a term that so many of the people here have, you know, are not familiar with. You want to explain what the global mind is? Yeah, well, I, I could. Um, I, actually, I would say that the global mind is part of the universal mind, and then we here, uh, we sort of, do, the, the most e- immediate source of our own minds, our own human individual minds, is the, the global mind. So it's actually like the, the planet Earth has a kind of a mind. And, uh, <clears throat> but, but ultimately it all goes back to, to the universal and galactic minds. And these are like, you, you know, I'm sure you and many other listeners have been interested in uh, sacred geometry. Um, and, uh, uh, it's it's really a geometry of the mind that uh, has been changing over the uh, centuries and millennia, and those changes has changed people. So we're not really the same as we were 5,000 years ago and 10,000 years ago. And some might say, well, we know that we're not the same because there's such an obvious change, difference in in, in technology and so forth but it's, it's the change goes deeper than that it's actually our whole perception of reality which is different today from what it was say 10,000 years ago or or any other point in, in history it's um, because we are in this resonance not only with the global mind but also with the universal mind and that particular universal mind undergoes uh, changes, shifts in its geometry, you might say. Uh, then that drives the evolutional consciousness. And that's why we today are, are able to, you know, on the positive side, we, we, we have been able to uh, uh, create a, a lot of technology, so to speak, uh, um, 
and but but it's also this this uh, these geometries of the mind that dominates our mind and shapes our mind they have also led to um, different religions and uh, um, pretty much everything i i would suggest uh, comes back to this and uh, which means you know ultimately it means there is a divine plan and that divine plan operates through these ch- changing minds that come from as you pointed out the uh, straight lines and perpendicular lines and so forth that we download they're not visible to our uh, to our own eyes these are invisible phenomena but you can uh, at least for ancient times in a- the ancients could sometimes see these uh, phenomena and otherwise I, I don't see how it is that they could describe it um, but uh, the, the the global mind is the global is the is the mind of our planet and uh, you know maybe the easiest uh, analogy to look at is the fact that our own minds our individual human minds uh, are are based on the dichotomy between the left and the right uh, brain hemispheres and something similar is is happening on the level of of the earth where there is a dichotomy between west and east that carries completely different mentalities and uh, and so forth and these these dichotomies they ultimately are sourced from the uh, the the universal mind which you might say is sort of where the whole cosmic plan originates and from which it unfolds. So I hope that clarifies a little bit. It does. It, it, it's sort of, I, I, I think that, that, that your philosophy here is, is incredible. And I, I, I think what fascinates me so much is that, we 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 know from looking at skeletons and stuff that, that our minds have changed, our, our brains have changed, and, yeah. and our minds you know are connected there too. So that so that what we are capable of is far different than what what say a Neanderthal was capable of, or or something like that. And yet, um, in, in many cases, you know, we're sh- we're shocked at some of the beautiful cave paintings that go back 20, 30, 40, 50,000 years, mm-hmm. that they were able to con- conceive and conceptualize. And, and so one wonders if you took someone from that, that time frame as a baby and put them into this time frame, would their mind yeah. be able to evolve and develop the same way our children do? Well, I, I think so. I, I think it's all about... Uh, what time you are um, uh, incarnating on on the planet, so to speak, and you're born into then a particular uh, uh, mind frame, um, and that that's exactly what is changing over time. So, uh, um, I uh, yeah. So so that w- what would happen if you took some baby there from forty thousand years ago and put it into today's world? Uh, or then I think that it would more or less automatically download the kind of uh, mind that we all share, not 
all share. There is a variation, of course, in this, but we, still we have a fundamental, uh, um, what should I say, similarity between the mind or all over the planet, uh, which helps us understand what the other people are thinking and saying and so forth, even if we may not always do, uh, agree with it. But it's, uh, I, I, I think, you know, if you take a person from, from that time, as a small little child, and placed it here, then it would automatically sort of tune in to the kind of waves that we are uh, used to at, at this particular time. And, and it would automatically be become like most of us are. That's what I think. Yeah, that makes sense. So, now, yeah. you, talk, you talk about um, downloads, and you talk about the difference between the mind and the brain. Do you want to explain that difference? Yeah, well, sure. Uh, 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 the mind... I, I don't believe, to begin with, I don't believe that the mind is created by our brains. But I, I think that these geometries that emanates from the cosmos, they mix, or they, as we download, as our brains download them, the mind is created. I think that's how, how it should be, be put. Um, and it, it, it may be a little bit hard for us to, for or for many to, to agree with this because uh, uh, we we tend to think that our minds are are our own. It's sort of like our property or something like that, and uh, that that everything we think is really generated from ourselves. But in this perspective that I'm presenting here, it's rather like the, the, the mind that we have is ultimately generated from, from the cosmic source. <clears throat> and then as our brains download the, 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 these geometries, we will have a, another kind of a mind. So the, mind, the, the brain does not create the, the mind. Or, or, or even though the brain is necessary for the mind to manifest. It, it's sort of a, a, an interaction between um, these cosmic geometries that change over time and our brains that uh, will then um, uh, serve as receivers, essentially, of, of, mm-hmm. of, of the mind. Yeah, I think that, that what got me was you use the term mind where I use the term awareness or consciousness. Yeah. And so, so that, you know, it, it, understanding that those, those are all, it, it's semantics we're talking here. Um, yeah. So, so that makes, that makes a great deal more sense because, you know, it was sort of like, I'm, I, I got where it was all coming from the, the, the source of creation, whatever you want to call it is is yeah. what is the power behind all of this and that makes a great deal of sense. Um yeah. so so what I was fascinated with was was the connection that you have and that you've made through the with the Mayan calendar. And yeah. it, it 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 makes such perfectly logical sense the way that you have been able to weave the Mayan calendar into the shifts and the changes in the in the um, in the consciousness of, of humanity, and yeah. 
that that started at 3115 BCE. Is that when the Mayan calendar started? Well, that's the, the, probably the most. Uh, important one of their long waves. That, that particular is, uh, calendar is, usually goes by the name of long count. But uh-huh. uh, I would, I usually refer it to it as the sixth wave because the, it is like a, the, the pyramids that the Maya would build were built in nine levels. And each one of these levels uh, develops a, a kind of a state of consciousness, you might say. There is a wave form that creates a particular state of consciousness. And then the, the history of the universe, you might say, is how these different uh, levels, these nine different levels of the pyramids, uh, how they are added upon each other and uh, uh, with each one uh, uh, new such wave, uh, a new reality becomes created by the human beings. So there are nine of them, and maybe in this particular book I didn't uh, go too much into discuss- discussing all the nine ways because I wanted to uh, focus on one particular uh, uh, aspect, which is the sixth wave, and as you said, starting in 3115 BCE. And that particular wave, that particular state of consciousness, is one that is actually described by the Maya in one of their inscriptions at the Temple of the Inscriptions in Palenque. And it's described as a change uh, um, in, 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 in the center of the universe, you might say, the, what they call the place of creation, or maybe some would say the heavenly abode, some kind of a center from which all these different states of consciousnesses are, are ultimately uh, coming forth. Um, and um, so that is a very interesting uh, shift that, that took place, uh, and the, the Maya describe it. But the, the, you know, one interesting aspect of this is that the Maya were presumably, for all what we know, they were un, were not familiar with what happened in all other parts of the world. Uh, they probably just stayed in in, in their own homeland, uh, and yet, you know, when we study history we do find that the, the first real civilizations, like the ones in Egypt, in Sumer, and the Indus Valley, and to some extent also in Peru, they, they, they start at exactly the same point in time when the Maya uh, described as this shift taking place in the cosmic geometry, uh, uh, this sort of... Uh, um, what they talked about as some kind of eight partitioning, like you can imagine a, a, a compass rose, so to speak, with, with all the directions and, and their per- perpendicular, the four directions and all that. Pre- presumably before that point in time, people did not have a mind that allowed them to, to use 
uh, um, straight lines or, or use uh, perpendicular lines in order to organize reality and structure reality and so forth. And that led to an enormous change in some of these uh, um, places like Egypt where people were ready for it, where there's a large population, a lot of agriculture already going on. People were ready for it, but then at some point there come, comes this change in their minds because a new new state of consciousness ha had been activated. And that was exactly what I believe led them to create cities, pyramids, and what have you, written languages um, and, and so forth. The, all of these things actually emanate them from, from cosmic geometries. And um, uh, yeah, so uh, that's, that's, uh, that's the origin of the beginning of human civilizations. And then it continues like a wave movement and with peaks and valleys, like any kind of a wave. And usually then when there is a peak in the wave, there is a new creativity. The human mind is then... Uh, supported in, in a new creativity and all kinds of things come up they invent things and so forth usually then on the other hand when there is a valley in the in the wave if you can just think of a typical wave movement um, then when there is a valley usually there is a a rest in in history or or uh, integration you might say and sometimes even destruction. So there is a sort of a pattern of changing realities for, for those that uh, download a particular wave, uh, even though overall it is a stepwise movement forward that, that leads to what you might say more and more uh, advanced expressions in this case of, of civilizations. Yeah, I noticed that um, that the the different waves had different amounts of time between them. So yeah. it, it isn't it isn't um, something that has a rhythm to it exactly, because some some have you know shorter periods of time between you know the the upswing yeah. and the downswing. Um, so we're in at this point in time. You said the seventh wave. No, I would say the ninth. All the waves the uh, have 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 now been activated, and the ninth wave is the highest of these waves. The, you know, the pyramids were built in nine levels in order to symbolize, uh, as I see it, this cosmic plan for activation of higher and higher states of consciousness, and. Fairly recently, about in, in the year 2011, the highest and the ninth wave was, was activated. And that's quite a different uh, mind that is brought to human beings through that compared to the, the, the sixth wave or, or any other wave, you might say. They, they each have their characteristics, and as they are 
uh, activated, they tend to change the world that humans will create from them. But 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 we're not we we can't be done. I mean, no, we, we're, we can't, cer- we're certainly no, not no. finished. <laughs> No, no, I I would agree with you on that. And um, it's just that in a certain sense, I think the highest wave is already accessible. But very few humans have have, uh, downloaded it or have been able to access it fully, so to speak. Um, And uh, uh, part of the reason is that it it has such a high frequency and and it has... uh, it's only had like 10 years to be influencing us here on Earth. And I think it would take more time for, for people to be fully immersed in that particular uh, ninth wave. So we're not done, but the, the cosmos, in a sense, may be done. The cosmos may have given us all the all the tools that we need or all the potential states of consciousness that we may be in, but we as a human species have not fully immersed ourselves in that. We're still sort of living in lower waves as I see it. Well, when you look at our behavior, I yeah. would tend to agree with you. I mean, you know, you could yeah. you could compare us to to the Romans as far as that goes. Um, yes. So so. In other words, so we will stay at this particular wavelength until enough people have ascended to the right frequency. Is that it? And then once I, I, once we, you know, yeah, I, I, it it. it I mean, people are looking around at what's going on today and and finding it very disturbing and upsetting. And because we're mm-hmm. able to see what's going on, we're very mm-hmm. aware of the cruelty that is being, ha- you know, handed out here. And yeah. so, so it's it's you know when when you, you the Mayan calendar you know ended and and it's everybody said well the world is going to end and I was pretty sure that wasn't going to happen. But it's sort of yeah. like how how long will we be in, or will it, is it a, is it a forever thing that we are going to be on the seventh wave, not the seventh wave, the ninth wave? No. And, yeah. And where, you know, where do we go from here? Yeah. Okay. That's a big question, and uh, yeah. um, it, it is the the all the waves are continuing, so to speak, to to run. And it is, there are all kinds of technical descriptions of how these waves are changing, and, and that's not possible to go into here on, on, the, on this interview because you would need to see pictures and diagrams and, and all these kind of things. Uh, and, and it is a complicated situation because... You know, the, the the shift that did take place in 2011, it, it carried different kind of re, uh, effects on on the different waves. So <clears throat> partly the uh, uh, some of the waves, especially the sixth wave, went into a downturn. As I mentioned, the, 
the 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 valleys are downturns and that is that's a problematic thing i mean of, of course humanity has survived many of these downturns turns otherwise we wouldn't be here but on the other hand it, it's a darker time in a sense and but then at the same time as that shift happened to to go down into the valleys there was an activation of of the ninth wave that is bringing more what what we call unity consciousness that that uh, sort of in a sense brings us back to uh, unity without creating project without pre- projecting duality onto other uh, peoples and so there is there is a it's it's a quite a complex uh, uh, situation that we are in at this point uh, and and uh, um, and and I can't describe it fully uh, without diagrams and and pictures and so forth mm-hmm. that's all I can say well when you're looking at this you know, I I come from a spiritual background so yeah so what 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 I get out of this is that that we are that our consciousness our awareness is being triggered to be more and more expansive. Yeah. But our behavior is yeah. but our behavior is lagging behind where our conscious awareness okay. is. Yeah. Is yeah. that's what is that what is happening that 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 the two parts of us aren't in synchronicity at this moment in time, that that, that um, our, our spiritual essence is, is quite possibly has access to much, much more than we're taking advantage of, but our physical yeah. essence is caught in a loop that's far behind where the spiritual is. Oh, that's, I, I, I would agree with that. Uh, I would agree with that. It makes a lot of sense. How do we catch up? I mean, is, is there... <laughs> yeah, okay, okay, no. okay. Okay, let me... Go ahead. ...say something about sure. that. Uh, um, first of all, the, these different ways, they don't force us to change in different ways, but they will support, they will uh, foster certain behaviors and, uh, uh, and so forth. Uh, but how do we catch up? You know, I think part of it is, is to have this kind of de- develop uh, on a personal level to b- develop a, a, a resonance with, with the cosmic source, with the, uh, with the origin, so to speak, with the, uh, the, the cosmic light, the... Uh, the um, uh, and, and that's something we have to develop, I think, spiritual practices in order to get to. And uh, uh-huh. uh, and as we, you know, the whole this whole, uh, what shall I say, theory that I have developed is based on the idea that there is a cosmic source that ultimately we're in connection with, and and so. But we, we can develop that connection more or less. And so that's, that's, that's one thing. 
um, then there is the other uh, another aspect of this is that you know unity consciousness sort of uh, implies that uh, you have um, that there are two different people two individuals you might say so who who are Carl and uh, which is not just an individual thing and so forth and uh, then you know uh, you're breaking up um, um yeah, your voice is breaking up. Nope, can't hear you at all. Hello? Carl? Well, fully. The, the, the material here is wonderful, and it's fascinating. I can't figure out where his phone went. I have a friend whose phone always dies at the good stuff, so... Well, uh, <laughs> can Can't hear you. Can you hear me now? Yes, I can. Okay. Okay, I'm moving here. Sorry. Now you hear me? Now I hear Hello? you, yes. Okay. No, well, the, the, yeah, okay. The, then there are people who, like uh, Patricia Albert, who is a, uh, pers- a woman that I collaborate with in a sense, who uh, are developing practices how you can, through mutual interactions, uh, uh, um, come uh, develop the resonance with this ninth wave and uh, uh, basically you sort of tune in to this particular state of consciousness and that, that is an aspect of the ninth wave that since it's a unity consciousness it, it, it you know it should be possible then for people to uh, different people to unify in the same state of consciousness. So uh, those are just a, a couple of things that I think uh, work in order to uh, tune into this ninth wave. Um, and I, I think, you know, because it's the highest of the waves, the, the, the top of the pyramid, so to speak, I, to me at least, it is very clear that that is the what the the creation has intended for us to to get to uh, and th- that is one of the big big I, I would say advantages of following the Mayan calendar is that it has a direction it, it, it really is going towards that unified consciousness without any filters that uh, that create separation without any filters that um, we would project darkness onto others, and uh, so, so the, yes, I think you know the, the, it's a climb. The, the pyramid has been climbed over the 
uh, over the billions of years, actually, starting 16 billion years ago. And, and uh, then uh, with every such new uh, wave, with a higher frequency, things have speeded up. And we've come now to the highest uh, frequency. The ninth wave is the highest frequency. And, and that is also then when the change is, is happening the, the most rapidly uh, in, uh, among people. Um, and, uh, yeah. But it doesn't happen in every individual at the same time. No, and maybe not even in. I, I think it create. I think uh, an intention is necessary. That's what I think. Uh, it, 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 there are those people that choose to. They want to uh, have that immediate uh, uh, resonance with the cosmic source, or or they they have. They want to have some kind of a mutual awakening into oneness with other individuals but that's you know if you don't have these intentions i don't think it will happen that's what i yeah that's what i think so based on that that yeah so based on that it will not happen uh, all all across the board simultaneously no it's it's a much more uh diverse process than that well, yeah, I, I would. I think what 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 I kept getting is that that while, um, while that's that's the goal, in in every single one of these different waves, there have always been those that were ahead of the pack, so to speak. Yeah. So yes. when when it when it comes to, for instance, the building of the pyramids. Yeah. Um, it, it took somebody that was way ahead of everybody else to figure it out, and, Probably, and then of course they yeah. could, yeah, they they could teach others. But when you yeah. look at the Great Pyramid, and we still don't know how it was built, uh, right? But you know that doesn't seem to matter. The fact that it is is, is I think <laughs> even more important. But, right. So what what was the purpose of of the pyramid? Was it was it sending a message to the future? Was it utilized as, in some form of, of transmission at that particular point in time? Was it was it something to awaken awareness in other people? As far as I, I know, you, you don't know exactly, but what's your what's your thought on what the purpose of the Great Pyramid was? Yeah, well. I'm I, so I this is this is not something I know so to speak my but yeah. but I can tell you what I what I believe and uh, it is that you know the at at around that time that's when the the sixth wave was activated and the the maya describes that event uh, as the the activation of an eight partitioning you might say in other words like an you could say a compass rose is is one way of looking at it but it's it's eight different lines originating in in a point in the in the center and now 
and, and you find these, these symbolists from many peoples that at that time, uh, from, from China, from India, from uh, Anatolia, from, from uh, uh, Mesopotamia, and from, from, certainly from, from Greece and from uh, Egypt. You find that kind of symbolism of, of partitioning of eight uh, structures. And the, an interesting aspect then of, of the Great Pyramid in, at Giza is that it's eight-sided. So it has exactly that, uh, that uh, kind of division of structure that the Maya much later described as having happened at that particular time. So <clears throat> my guess is that <coughs> for they, now they saw the, 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 what the Maya described is that the, this eight partitioning, uh, it happened in the cosmic center, some way out in the, in, in the um, universe. And, and we can track pretty much where it, it, it is. But then <clears throat> my guess is that the, the Egyptians simply wanted to reflect that change, that cosmic change, reflect that change down on, on, on earth and create heaven on earth. They sense that the, the, the source of this new mind, which then could create the kind of civilization that, that the Egyptians would, would build, that, that came, they sense that, that that came from the cosmos. And uh, I, I I'm guessing that they wanted to build some kind of a receptor for that particular geometric structure because that they knew would be the beginning of their new civilization, something completely new that they could not have created without that cosmic uh, influx that, that, that it meant. And I believe that <coughs> then that the Egyptians, those that built the pyramids, they were... Uh, quite enthusiastic about it. They, that's something they really wanted to do, like almost like a, uh, like a what should I say, communal service or something like that, a, a, a service to the com, common good or something like that. But you know, this is this is what, what this is what I'm um, guessing or making of it. But it's just that. The, these kind of symbols of dividing the the the, the, the uh, of eight eight lines really uh, straight lines they are so prevalent from exactly that time when according to the Maya something happened up in the cosmos and gave us a new mind that we have downloaded that uh, it, to me it just makes sense to attribute it uh, to that. So that's my guess. Well, now, we kind of know when each of these waves sort of crested. Was was there any um, astrological events at those times that might signal the fact that something was going to happen? Um, I, I don't know, like, like uh, um, you know, meteor showers or 
for yeah, a, uh, yeah. something, you know, uh, an asteroid or something hitting the, the Earth plane or something that that would um, trigger an, an awareness. I mean, or or did it just sort of happen slowly overnight and nobody noticed it? I well, people must have more or less noticed it, but. I tend to think, you know, it, it, it originates in the center of the universe. It's way, way bigger thing than our solar system with insulations or anything like that. So I, I think it was a shift in the, in the mind of the entire universe. That's how I look upon it. And, and that, you know, it doesn't have to be something physical, anything material that that uh, that creates it um you know you could think of yeah no i shouldn't say that but uh, so it doesn't have to be be anything uh, i think this is beyond the physical actually that this shift happened and um anyway that's what i think that makes sense and just yeah. because just because that energy is available for everybody doesn't mean that everybody is going to reach for it and claim it. Right. No. And, and, and I uh, think that's... So, so do we have any personal control over these downloads, or are we basically I, waiting for the next shot, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I understand that. That's that's a big question. I do think we have a choice, and and that's why I said that I think the intention is crucial for this. Yeah, I mean, seek and you will find. I think it says somewhere in the Bible, and uh, um, if we don't seek, you won't find. Simply, and uh, uh, so today, especially if we want to uh, attain that kind of higher integral consciousness of the ninth wave we will have to have the intention of of uh, of of, of t- taking it down so to speak that, that's why i think i think we have some 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 say in it that's my experience also i you you you, you can uh, you can download you can intend to download uh, cosmic energies from the uh, cosmic light source and and then do it I think so I, I agree with you I, I think yeah. so that in order in order for that to happen it, yeah. it's, 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 it's a learning wave and you have yeah. to be willing to do the work and yes. you can't just it's not like standing under a shower and getting you know bathed no. in, in celestial light yeah. It, yeah. it's a lot of work but that once yeah, yeah. once you understand the rewards and and they're great they, they aren't right. monetary but they're great rewards. Um, yes, yes, yeah. It's it seems to me that that when when you're when people are aware that it's available, and I think that's one of the wonderful parts about your book, because yeah. you you do tell them it's available, it's there, it's been quote unquote downloaded into our energetic field and it's up yeah. to us to choose or not to utilize it yeah. within our lives. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, now you, you started this whole thing out, though, with 
with the straight line and the perpendicular line. Yes. And, and in in my in my opinion, at this point in time, there are all sorts of squiggly lines there now too. So what is the straight what, and the perpendicular? What kind, what, what, sorry, sorry. What kind of lines you said? Also, squiggly. You said what? Um, squiggly. Uh, Quiggly, squiggly, no. you know, they they they, they are straight. They they seem to okay. be okay. They okay, seem yeah, to be going yeah, all over yeah. the place. Right. They're yeah. curly. They're, they're, they're curly. Oh, they're curly. Okay. Uh, you may and, you and be may. I no? mean what? <laughs> you may be absolutely right on this. You know, I should just explain that you know, being a scientist myself. I, I I try to find whatever I can prove, so to speak, that I can provide evidence. And I think it's it's a lot of evidence that points to uh, straight lines or, or perpendicular lines coming into existence about 5,000 years ago. But there might be other, as you're saying, squiggly lines and so forth. But, but I haven't paid attention to it because I have thought – it's too difficult to to evidence to to prove prove the existence of that, but that doesn't exclude that they still may exist. And uh, uh, <clears throat> I don't know. Have you seen the painting by uh, Gustav Klimt, the, the of of the Tree of Life? Uh, no, I don't think so. Oh, okay. It's an interesting thing because you know I talk about. In my books and in my work here, I talk about the tree of life essentially almost like a straight line. And that's how the Maya also would very much describe it. Uh, but uh, Gustav Klimt in the beginning of the 20th century made a, a quite uh, a famous picture of the tree of life. And, and it's completely different. It's, it's, it's curly and it's golden and it has all, all kinds of things around it. And so the, these things, as, you, as you're suggesting, may very well exist. But it's just a little bit difficult, more difficult to, to, to prove that they exist, as far as I can tell anyway. Well, so, I mean, you, talk yeah. about, you talked about the cave, the cave paintings yeah. and how... Yeah. <clears throat> How they didn't have frames around them, right? But, but but that in some of the cases the the paintings were were more than lifelike. They were just beautiful. Yeah, and they That's and they right. did not have straight lines or or, or right. You know, no. they were they were very very much um, alive. Alive. No, that's right. Yeah, but that's before. That's before the sixth wave, and and the the sixth wave, you know, you can say that it has had some good sides of it, creating a kind of civilization, but it also has had a lot of you know negative sides, maybe, um, in, including creating a much more structured and rigid mind, and le- definitely less of contact with nature came with that. And, uh, it, it, yeah, it, almost everything has both a good and a bad side when you look at these various waves that, that humanity has been going through and continue to go through. Well, certainly um, now, today, people are more and more open to the fact that, that 
their behavior, their thoughts, their deeds have have a great deal to do with with their evolution. And yeah. and you know, we can certainly use the different frequencies that are available out there to help to yeah. trigger those those um concepts within our own reality. And yeah. and you know, I've used um a lot of the solfeggio um resonances when when uh-huh. being creative yeah. or meditating or whatever and yeah they do take you to different places and i think yeah. so many people want the work to be done for them instead of them doing the work for the benefits yes. of it yeah and yeah that's where that's where i'm seeing your book being so important because it does it does basically say you're in charge of healing yourself and 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 your yeah. your environment and and here are the tools take them and, and yeah. work with them yeah. and and make changes yeah yeah and with with society yeah. today there's just so much going on it's hard for people to get to that place when they're so worried about eating and living and stuff like that mhm mhm yeah yeah well, the solfeggio, we... the the solfeggio resonances, they they have they are par- parallels to the Maya system because there are nine of them, uh, and yeah. uh, and then they have di- effects on different levels of your body. I think, and I'm not I'm not an expert on it, but isn't it? It I starts do. with the I most, the, yeah, and so they're definitely parallels. Um, and uh, in a sense, you know, it, it's the same kind of climb you need to go through. I'm not saying that it's identical or or, or that you can replace one with the other, but uh, there are parallels, and uh, maybe well, they can even be used for this climb. I, I don't know. I couldn't speak well, for it's, that. Well, it's different, different strokes for different folks. Um, yeah. Yeah. And you know everybody there there will be as as independent as we all are there is still at the very core of every individual that connection to the source. Yeah. And and so there there is that ability to tap back into the global mind and the cosmic mm-hmm. mind and yeah. draw energy from there. And yes. I think I think that what your book in many ways does is it gives people a roadmap as to how to find yeah. those areas and tap into them. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yes. Mm-hmm. But so, so out of curiosity, how did a science scientist get involved with the Mayan calendar? Well, you you you're born into a certain Mayan day sign and. Uh, well, it, to me, it feels like a mission I was born with, actually. Um, um, but I have, it's only later in life that I, once I have sort of gone into the Mayan uh, uh, cosmology that I've come to realize that, yeah, this was probably a mission I had. I was here to do this particular work. And... Uh, um, so, for instance, you know, there are 20 basic day signs in the sacred calendar of the Maya, and I'm born as a jaguar. 
And jaguars are supposed to be able to see things that others don't see. They, they're night animals, really. And, and uh, so they should have some kind of a vision, or sometimes they have a vision uh, of seeing, the, uh, seeing in the dark. And uh, I, I can say that maybe fits with myself. I feel like it fits. So it, it's, it's, it's a little bit of a funny thing. Of course, you know, most scientists would not simply give up on their career and start <laughs> this because it's economically risky and so forth. But, you know, I, I just decided I, I will take those risks and I'm still here after. And now it's, when did I do that? It's like 93, I think. I, Yeah, so that's 30 years, 30 years. It's 30 years since I left my previous career and started with this. And it was a risk, but, you know, in the, Either you seek to fulfill what you're here to do, or or you don't. And well, I, I think here. you know it's it's a matter of you know going where you're called, as opposed yes. to you know yes. taking someone else's pathway. I, I yeah. think that what what I what I am most comfortable with is is this this. I, I love your downloads. Um, you you take a you take a spiritual philosophy and you put it right into computer technology and downloading. Yeah. Um, so so what about the those those individuals that, for one of a better word, we'll call them um, masters of wisdom or something like that. So that what what are those? In, in other words, I, I'm looking for. Do you think that there are literally people today that can get into that ninth way of consciousness and help others to understand what's there, what's there to work for, or, or do you think that it's it's just something we have to discover on our own? Um, I think we have to discover it on, on our own, but then there there are people that can help us on the way and uh, um, that, that have developed you might say spiritual practices that would uh, that we can all follow that i think yeah yeah i want i want to be really specific here too when i'm talking spiritual i'm not talking religious no no that's fine yeah okay i i understand i understand that and uh it just it seems i think the other thing that that fascinated me was how the um the the left and the right half of our brain is in many ways represented with the left and the right half of the globe as you separate it and how they yeah. conceptualize and materialize their projects you want to go a little into that cuz that was fascinating yeah, it is. I, I think so too. Um, but you know, it, it, that is something that, if you go to ancient times, uh, it, people had a different view of the, especially the four directions. Uh, in, they all. I mean, in in the Americas, then typically they would have these medicine wheels, and where each. Um, each direction would have some kind of a spiritual quality 
and they would be different. They would not be the same for for all the four directions. So that's how they related to the world as as some kind of a structure that uh, divided energies in different compartments, more or, or, or less. Now, uh, what what I then thought that that makes sense to me. Uh, certainly, I think there is a big difference in mentality between the East and the West. And, uh, you know, that, that is something that for, for, for centuries people have believed that there is some difference between the East and the West. But nobody has really explained why it would be. I mean, you could say that, oh, it's just different traditions, but that, that st- still doesn't make it, at least not for me, because there's such a difference in, in how people think. And, and not only that, people, you know, they, they have done psychological tests on people and found that people in the East, they think differently from people in the West, for instance. And so, um, okay, so I, I've uh, uh, taken that as a starting point and, and see, well, but then where is it where you can say that there is a separation between East and West. And then I have uh, identified that uh, based on a number of different factors, including not only the historical relevance of of a line that goes basically through Berlin and Rome and down to Cape Town, uh, but also the fact that that was, you know, I, I said a long time ago, 30 years ago, that this is where the separation goes between the East and the West. And this sort of a a separation that is consistent with, you know, the medicine wheel or or many other ancient traditions who separated between the different four directions. But what was interesting was uh, that 10 years ago, uh, this particular line that I had already postulated would would separate the the two hemispheres it was verified that on the level of the inner core of the earth not on the surface but down inside the the there there was exactly a line at exactly the point where i had placed it and on one side of it on the western side and the western hemisphere the the surface of the inner core of the earth was uh, uh, crystalline and the surface of the uh, um, of the, the eastern uh, hemisphere of the inner core of the earth was more melted and if we assume that information to us comes from the cosmos through the center of the earth, the inner core of the earth, then that would make sense. And it would sort of explain why, why there are different mentalities in, in the East and the West, to mention just two. Um, and um, yeah, so it was a real verification uh, when it was shown that the, the two uh, surface areas of the inner core of the earth is not the same. They're, they're different. And uh, so then that is also a verification of 
not only the, the Native American medicine wheel, but many other cultures. You can go to China or India and so forth, and but they have different uh, um, qualities in the in the four directions. Uh, the, there is a reason for that, and and the, the reason is how we download uh, um, information from the cosmos through the center of the Earth, and um, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, it just it, to me it was it was I had never thought of that, but when you think of China and their culture, and then <coughs> you, you, Europe. And its culture, mm-hmm. they are so different. And, yeah. you know, yeah. they've, they've developed differently. They express themselves differently. Yeah. The, their yeah. artwork is different. And, and yes. you know, and especially when you were looking at the artwork, how different it was and how oftentimes yeah. the artwork does represent the level of awareness or consciousness that's going on within the artist at that particular point in time. Right. So, yes. So you know, it was it was, you know, it was one of those aha moments for me. It was like, okay, yeah. So yeah. so right. this yeah. makes sense. This yeah. this resonated yeah. with me yeah. tremendously yeah. because of when you're looking at things, and I mean, while the whole globe is getting a download mm-hmm. of awareness. Everyone mm-hmm. is going to take that that download that awareness and apply it in different ways. Right. Yeah. And and yet you have the pyramids in in Egypt and then the pyramids in South America and I mean a pyramid's a pyramid. So yeah. so that so that there were we we did go through a time in which these huge edifices were being built and yet Again, no record of who built them. Right. So, yeah. so is there? I mean, I, and I'm not saying that <clears throat> cultures were taken by aliens or they went through a wormhole or they stepped into another dimension. I'm still curious as to who made them and, and how and why. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, you know, they they and they it, are there as mysteries for us. I don't yes. I don't buy yeah. any of those three different reasons by the way i just i'm not yeah. sure what i believe yeah. but right. how do you how do you equate now we've had um according to science five mass extinction events in in the earth's time frame yeah how do you how do you weave those those five oh. massive major extinction periods do they correspond to the waves. Yes, they do. They, I would say, they they do it even perfectly. Uh, that is not something I think I discussed in in this particular book, the global mind. Um, it, it is something I do discuss in my most recent book, uh, the Living Universe, and also in another book that I call the Purposeful Universe. It is amazing, actually, how precisely these extinctions, six of them actually, if you include today's extinction, of, of, uh, how, how precisely they fit with these uh, wave movements that I talked about. Because you can look upon a wave 
like a sine wave then that it, it will go up and down but then you can say that it, it also uh, crosses a, a straight line uh, when it goes up and down and uh, these shifts uh, the, these extinctions take place exactly uh, and, I, and I mean exactly uh, at these uh, particular uh, shift points. In this case, we're talking about the second wave, actually. So it's not not at all. I mean, that, that goes back much further back in time. So so it's not something that can be described by the sixth wave. But it can be described by the second wave that started 820 million years ago and then has gone up and down similarly. So there there is actually then a sort of a parallel to how uh, civilizations may have gone up and down and how you, you, if you, how different eras of different species in 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 ancient times in archaic times in pre-human times how they also have gone up and down uh, is is very similar it's just that the 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 frequency was has been much more has much been much higher now in recent times compared to in that but it, it's it's really something that has a perfect explanation in 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 this way of looking at the Mayan calendar. So if if these waves occurred even before humans were here. Yeah, that's what I believe, yes. Why are we here? Why are we here? Because the the other, uh, you know, the the lower waves created animals and so forth, but that really didn't have any minds, you might say. So it's only with the human beings that, that we've started to have an evolution of the mind, as far as I can say or evolution of consciousness, if you like that better. Uh, and why are we here? Well, I guess we're still, uh, I, I would say we're here in order to climb the pyramid, to come to the top and uh, um, regain that unity consciousness and uh, 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 change, based on that, change our behaviors and uh, uh, um, uh, yeah, that's how I would explain it. Uh, it's, that's what I believe. But if if these waves were going on before we 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 were here, yeah. If humans were not here, would these waves still be ongoing and and accessible yeah. for you know whoever, whatever? I mean, animals, vegetables, minerals. Yeah. Yeah. They would they would still be going on, so is it just by chance that humanity, Homo sapiens, evolved? And if that's the case, no. is the, is the same thing happening on other planets? I would think, yeah, yeah. I, it's not by chance. I think I think the biological evolution has had as its aim to develop a a kind of animal, if you like, to speak about ourselves as that, but one that was able to just download 
um, the uh, download the, the the higher states of consciousness, uh, which other animals are not. We are the only ones that that uh, could do that. We're the only ones that are are uh, downloading minds from the cosmos, as far as I can tell. Uh, but then the, I lost. You had another question or comment that I lost there. Yeah. Can you repeat? Well, it, 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 probably not. Um, <laughs> but if, if that's the <laughs> right. case, um, yeah. I'm just, oh, is this happening on other planets? I mean, is this, oh, okay. is this yes. same, the same ability to expand consciousness? Is it going on on other planets in other uh, species? Okay, so okay. Yes, my answer would be yes. Of course, I don't know that, but my my answer would be that because these waves bringing states of consciousness from the cosmic center, these waves go out all across the universe, as far as I can see, and meaning that anywhere in the universe, in the in the billions of galaxies and billions and billions of stars, anywhere where there is sort of the, some kind of uh, reasonable conditions for life to emerge, life would emerge based on these waves because the waves are what is bringing uh, life and also bringing uh, um, civilizations, if 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 uh, the conditions are there, uh. you know the you know the the to the Maya and and for to all peoples of of uh, Mesoamerica in ancient times, the, the, their highest deity was the so-called plumed serpent, and that plumed serpent then. Uh, they built many different pyramids uh, in in honor of, and they just uh, just this uh, this week or so they announced a new pyramid that, or not really a pyramid a circular temple that had been dedicated to the plumed serpent, uh, you know like almost like a uh, like a, a, a serpent or a snake that coils up, so to speak. That's how they built this particular temple. But the the, the reason they built these temples is that uh, the, that they say that the plumed serpent or the feathered serpent, as they sometimes would talk about it as, or the Quetzalcoatl, uh, which is the Aztec name of it, uh, that they looked upon as the bringer of life and the bringer of civilization. And that makes perfectly sense once you recognize that what they refer to as a plumed serpent is really just a sine wave of a, one of these creation waves that, that uh, I, I'm talking about in, in my books. So uh, with a modern language it would be a, a cosmic a quantum wave, but that's not the, the language they would use because, you know, they lived in nature. And so they, they would f- seek to find symbols for these waves that are existed in their environment. And this, the serpents, the snakes, would be the best 
symbols that they could find of 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 the sine wave simply there's really very little else that, that moves exactly in that uh, uh, way but the the we do know from the from ancient inscriptions and so forth that that this plumed serpent uh, and as i would then would say the cosmic wave here uh, that is the creator of life and creator of civilization it has both tasks and uh, but in order to it, it can start to create life from the very beginning but in order to create civilization it has to create a particular form of of being the human being that then can download these particular geometries that is conducive to shaping a, a civilization and that's what I believed happened. Well, since we're in the opinion field here, um, it has yeah. occurred to me. It has occurred to me that um, do you have children at all? No, I don't. Okay, you, you, you know people that do. Um, I, what, I have met children. Yes. Okay. So what I am seeing here with this, the wave thing, and the more we talk about the waves and everything, Mm -hmm. this to me is illustrative of birth pains. Birth pains, Uh, yeah? Birth birth pains. So that that when a a woman is, is in labor, they come in waves. Yeah. And so it in a way it's sort of like the universe is giving birth to something. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know what. <laughs> no, right. No. Yeah. Yeah. And and you know as the higher frequencies come that's where the higher the higher pains come and you know yeah. I gave birth I yeah. gave birth once that was enough. But um yeah. But but you know the the more I start keep looking at these different waves, how how more enlightenment comes with each wave, and it would seem yes. to me that at some point, the source is going to give birth to something. I think there's uh-huh. a process here. I don't think it's an I I don't think it's a never ending story. I think there is no, no. yeah no a, I agree. an end to yeah. it. But yeah. I am just, I, and and apparently since we have awareness slash consciousness, then we're part of the process. But I don't know that we're the we're the focus of the process as much as a part oh. of the process of creating something else. Huh. Does that make sense? Yeah, I I couldn't follow the last two sentences. I think. Okay, so that um. so that we are. A part of this process, yes, in gathering yes, consciousness, sure. awareness, and everything, but we are mm-hmm. not the focus of the birthing thing. We're a, we are oh, a part okay. of it, but we are not so the you, focus of it. Okay, okay. Uh, are you saying that your perception is that uh, uh, the divine center or divine will? Is actually wanting to create something other than us as some kind of an end result, or 
So, yeah, because because you know so yeah. often as humans we have egos and we think that we're the we're the focus of yeah. everything. But it yeah, sure. it feels in this in this case that yeah. if you're looking at it from a cosmic point of view, that yeah. the fact that 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 we are gaining more and more awareness makes us a part perhaps of the conclusion or the birthing process or you know but mm-hmm. but not the mm-hmm. focus of it because okay you know yeah. frank, frankly when you yeah. look at the source of creation and you look at us um there's no comparison so so mm-hmm. no so yeah. so there i think we're part of a a plan we're part of um yeah something that is magical and that is going to happen but mm-hmm. but but we we happen to be something that developed along the line because these waves okay. have been going going on a lot longer than we have so that we were yeah. not we weren't we weren't the reason for the waves uh-huh. but we are we are growing because of them but you know we may we may look out in the end but i don't think that we're the we're the the star of the, the show so to speak Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. <clears throat> no, I don't. Th- I I don't think I agree with you there. I I I I tend to think that we, we're. I think it's about our transformation, essentially. Uh, okay. But we'll have to see. <laughs> but but we weren't I, yeah, there at it, the beginning. I mean, you no. know, lots of lots of waves happened before we evolved. Right, but it also you can also argue that the lots of of that uh, evolution that took place uh, early on as a result of these waves were all preparing for us to come forth. That's that would be my perspective. Yeah, but if if the source of all creation can do anything it wants, it can start wherever it wants. Yeah. Do you think so? Yeah. Do you think it can can do anything it wants? I do. Yes. It's the source. Okay. So. Yeah. 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 And 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 then of course the big question is where did the source come from? Yeah. Yeah. If it has to come from somewhere, if it's not always existing. Hmm. I mean, it didn't just suddenly go poof. Here I am. No, no. Very simple. But it may, <laughs> but it may, maybe it was always there. And had nothing better to do with its time, so it decided to make right. This. Yes. Okay. All right. I mean, you know, at some <laughs> point in time, both of us are going to pass over into spirit. We'll be able to check it out and um, yeah, yeah. Get get the true story. Because because our spirits are eternal, our spirits are constantly going to be moving forward. No matter what kind of environment we're put in, the spirit will always evolve and grow mm-hmm. and, and expand. So, mm-hmm. but but it just it feels to me as though there is a birthing process going on, and it may be us mm-hmm. as humanity finally coming to um, yeah. understand. Yeah. You know our purpose in life, but but 
But we have to have more of a purpose other than just being. There has to be a reason for this long yeah. journey we've been on. Yeah, yeah. No, I I, I agree. I um, except that that I, I purpose, I I would say, I would identify as as uh, attaining on a on a large collective scale that kind of uh, unity consciousness or. Uh, that, that um, uh, yeah, I would see as as the goal, as the purpose, rather. Well, long, 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 long ago, we had a unity focus. We had a we had a um, a group mentality. We were telepathic yeah. with each other, and Probably. you know, as as we started to get more and more industrial we lost that connection with each other and we lost that group mind so to speak so that yeah. so that you know going back to trying to get back to that and and certainly shamans and 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 um healers and things like that are able to go into that group cos you know that that cosmic consciousness mm-hmm. and 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 group memory and draw on it from a human standpoint but we aren't the mm-hmm. only creatures in this in this universe i mean there there have to be other no. species elsewhere yeah so, yeah so it it's kind of like i just i i just kind of feel that there's a bigger picture even so than mm-hmm. than humanity getting to a place um and and i'm wondering if if maybe there are humanoid type people on other planets that are going through the same kind of process mm-hmm. almost as though as though we are part of a that, uh, that if, I would believe if you look at the that. universe as a cosmic garden and all of the plants within it are represented by planets with inhabitants mm-hmm. then at, at some point in time um, every, you know, everything will go to seed and send seeds out to create other planets and whatever. So mm-hmm. there's, there's there's a much bigger picture here. But I think what you've yeah. done is bring it down to a, a point where um, everybody can can look at it and relate to it and look at you know how can I get into this this flow of this pattern, this level, this frequency so that I can, you know, make life better now. I mean, because, you know, we can talk mm-hmm. hundreds of thousands of years in the future and we'll probably be there debating something else. But um, mm-hmm. well, well mm-hmm. what's the point? I mean, you know, you just, you don't just sit and drink nectar. You have to be, there has to be a reason. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it can't, you can't, you can't ask, ask the source of all creation why and it just will say to you because I say so, you know, <laughs> because that's the way it is. I, I think yeah. there, I think there there is more to it than that. I just don't know what it is. Um, yeah, that's, that's one of that's one of the quandaries that I that I struggle yeah, with constantly. Sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sort of yeah. like okay, and we have all these abilities and and with all of these downloads that 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 downloads. What 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 better way would it, it's almost like portals are open to new levels of consciousness, and mm-hmm. and and as that happens, um, 
a lot of people find something like that very unsettling when suddenly they know something has happened and they're not sure what it is. Um, mm-hmm. It's sort of like you have all these tools. Try them on. Use them. See how you can improve your life and the life of those around you. So, um, yeah. But yeah. but your book definitely, you, you mentioned that, you know, it, it can help to develop unity consciousness. And, mm-hmm. and I think that's something that we've all lost lost track of because originally we were um, communities yeah. that yeah. supported one another and and now we're very independent even even as countries and, and right. cities and right. states and stuff yeah. like that. So yeah. that yeah. so that getting back to that that point in time where where we can reach out and become one with the rest of humanity. It, it is called, you know, the um Family of man for, and woman, for a reason. Mhm. 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 Yeah. Uh, so it's really cool. I just noticed our time. We're out of it. Um, okay. But but I I know I I know you're coming back and we're going to do another book. So okay. I'm looking forward yeah. to that. But I thank Good. you very yeah. much for taking the time tonight to oh, thank you. share your thank time you and your wisdom me. with us. Oh, yeah, thank it's you. Been a pleasure. For this. Yeah, very much, very much so. Birthing, okay. birthing pain. It's birthing pain. Yeah, it is probably. <laughs> I will talk yeah. to you again soon. Thank you so very much. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. Okay, every- bye-bye. Okay, everybody, thank you so much for joining us. Um, this will be up on YouTube tomorrow. Um, this book was absolutely an adventure. Please, please. Check it out. It's uh, There's a lot of material here, and it's well worth digging through and assimilating and forming your own opinions, but growing, absolutely. Good night now. <laughs>